This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, Salam, Shalom, Namaste, Satsrikaal, Aloha, Hola, Ciao, and Bonjour. It's so good to be with you today. And I have a very special guest, Holly Amarande, who is a hypnotherapy practitioner, life and health coach at Holistic Haven. I'm so excited to have you, Holly. Welcome. Thank you. So good to be here. And please jump right in and tell us more about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I I do hypnosis and I am also a health coach. My area of specialty is working with women who want to lose weight, want to get healthier, want to look and feel better, but they are sick of dieting. So they don't want to go on one more diet, don't want to follow one more restrictive thing, don't want to be told what to do, just want to learn to trust their own body and like really change the relationship with food. So that's my I use both hypnosis and coaching with people to teach people how to be more intuitive eaters, more mindful eaters, and just really talk differently to themselves with that dialogue in their head to change just their whole outlook on everything so that everything just kind of falls into place and is easy. (laughs) I love that. I love easy. I love fun and I love easy and I'm so glad that that is something that you help people with that's so amazing how did you get into this work oh what I've been overweight my whole life like I was a fat child and I pretty much have dealt with a lot of the things that a lot of women that end up really unhealthy at some point in their life a lot of I'm trying to think of the right word I just words from other people when you're young the things that you're told when you're a child they can carry with you your whole life and really affect the way that you see the world and the way that you treat yourself so I remember being told I was fat and um I shouldn't eat that because you'll gain weight and just that emphasis on how much you you're judged by how what you look like and how much you weigh And so that just really always impacted my confidence. And I've been on every diet on the planet. I have tried everything. And I can tell you from experience that nothing works long-term. If you're trying to restrict, you're doing things that aren't natural and you make yourself unhealthier really in the end. And I really would, that's not the point (laughs) of trying to do that stuff. So there is a movement for trying to get away from some of that stuff and some of the trendier stuff. And you have to look at it from a different angle and realize that companies are out there to make money even these ones that say care about you and that they're going to make you healthy and that you're going to be awesome their ultimate goal is to make money so they don't really have your success and your long-term well-being in mind so yeah that's so true that is so true like advertising marketing can be so seriously misleading and just give us false expectations and false hopes um you know 
can you tell me a little bit more about the about the hypnotherapy aspect of of your work and how that helps what hypnosis really does is get down to the root of the issue because all of our decisions everything all the things that we believe about ourselves are all stored in our subconscious minds we're not aware of them a lot of time we don't understand where these things come from so sometimes it's a matter of helping people clarify where these beliefs come from or we change those beliefs from the inside out kind of is how i view it um weight loss is a complicated topic there's a lot of aspects to it not everybody is overweight for the same reason some people have real physical problems that cause you to be more overweight so sometimes the issue is more just accepting yourself the way that you are and being gentle with yourself and then just letting go of that stress helps your health aspect in the end but a lot of times if people have impulsive behavior like i probably maybe nine out of ten people that i work with either eat too much eat the wrong things not wrong things but eat things that don't get them to their goal or whatever or sometimes they have even more compulsive behavior like eating in the middle of the night mindlessly eating where like you'll open a bag of chips and all of a sudden they're gone <laughs> you know um and hypnosis can really help with that because it helps make those changes easier for people it is really hard for somebody who has been eating junk food three times a day for their whole life to switch to eating salads and things that are really good for themselves and cooking for themselves and really learn to take care of themselves yeah. especially if they have a deep down belief that they don't deserve it or they're a bad person because of being overweight so it does get complicated and that's why i combine it with coaching because when i talk to people and have patients we can really get down to the real root of the issue we go deep people cry it's all good <laughs> it's cathartic um but it is really getting down to what is that real belief yeah why are you doing mm. we can but if we don't understand why we're doing it or if we don't believe in what we're doing or we don't love ourselves enough to treat ourselves wonderful then those changes are not going to last they're going to be temporary yeah uh you just raised so many excellent points one of the first things i heard you say was Uh, making the distinction about how not everyone's overweight for the same reason and oh, yeah. that's so important to realize because it, you it, depending on what your specific per, or reason is um, because of which you are eating in an unhealthy way or because of which you might be overweight the solution has to match with that So that is oh. a really important important thing. And then the other thing that I was wondering about um when you were talking is can you just tell people a little bit more about what hypnotherapy is in the sense that I know a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about it because we see hypnosis <laughs> people getting hypnotized in the movies and stuff. Yeah, it sounds like how is that supposed to help me? <laughs> how to eat better or lose weight. A lot of people find just like that stage where you'll see people on the stage and they'll be acting like dogs or whatever and that yeah. is really not. That's one form of hypnosis but that's not the type of hypnosis that I do with people. Um just normal cl- clinical hypnosis. It gets you into the state where you accept suggestions more readily. 
and we are hypnotized every day. Like when you're driving and you're going to a place and suddenly you're there and you don't even remember getting there, you that was that's a form of hypnosis. The mindless eating I was talking about where you're eating the chips and you don't, you're in a state of hypnosis then. You're watching a movie, you're so into it, you don't realize that a whole hour and a half has gone by. It is something that we do every day. And a lot of people think that they can't be hypnotized because they might not have been able to be hypnotized in one of those stage shows or whatever. There's different ways of getting people into that state. And I know how to do a couple of different ways so that even people that think that they can't get into that suggestible state can do it. It's just some people need their mind to be occupied instead of relaxed. So, um, yeah, nobody ever does anything they don't want to do. You know, you can, I can never to do anything that you don't want. So you're not going to be programmed. I think that that's a misconception that people have about and I get people that come in for consultations that want me to reprogram their mind. Like, you're not a computer and I'm not a computer operator, so I can't do that. <laughs> um, but it is a natural state. And um, yeah, it, it's it's strange how it works, but it does. And it's people are amazed. Like, I, I have a little suggestibility test that everybody can do right now when they're watching. So how suggestible you are to going in, into that state. If you put your hands like this and you just have your fingers up like this and look through your fingers, just imagine that I am putting a really thick, tight rubber band on your fingers. And I'm gonna put on another one and it's getting really, really tight. Tighter and tighter. Oh. I'm gonna put on one. Uh-oh. Second time. Even tighter. <laughs> Basically, your fingers go together. You're not controlling that. Yeah. Conscious mind coming out and showing you. That's so fun. <laughs> it's, it's, people are always amazed. They're like, well, there's some things that I do to help see how people's minds work so that I can hypnotize them in a way that's actually going to work for them. I do different types of hypnosis. Weight loss is my specialty, but that's not the only thing I do. I help people quit smoking. Um, I help people remember things from childhood that they might not remember just to clarify and so that they can move on and let go. Um, so just confidence and yeah. anxiety is huge right now. I've got probably half the people that contact me have some sort of stress anxiety type of issue. Mm -hmm. So, you were just saying, you know, if people come to you and they say, reprogram my mind, but you're like, no, you're not a computer. I'm not a computer programmer. I can't do that. So when yeah. you give people suggestions in the uh, state of uh, hypnosis, how lasting is that? Like when you give that suggestion and they accept it in the moment, but mm -hmm. how lasting is that impact? It really depends on the belief they're trying to change, how much they want to change it. And it actually works better. Like when I work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I will record their session so that they have their session to listen back to. Mm -hmm. I will also order recording, like a 10 minute recording that they can listen to every day. The more you practice going into the state of hypnosis, the better it works for you. So the more you do it, the longer lasting your results are going to be. Mm -hmm. And some people are just more suggestible than others. Like some people, I can do one session 
on stopping binge eating and they will not binge eat ever again. And some people require three or four sessions. It really is very individual. And it just depends on how much you believe that you want that, how much you want it really is, is a decide. Yeah. Like I can't make people stop smoking if they don't want to. Mm. So I do, I kind of a, an in-depth intake process with people because I want people to be successful. I don't want somebody to be disappointed or think that they can't do it. And I'm upfront with people. Like, I think this is going to, especially like huge issues. Like if you have a hundred pounds to lose, we're probably talking 10 to 12 sessions. So it just depends. <laughs> but yeah. it, 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 you really want it. And if you are in the right state of hypnosis when we're doing it, I think the more that you can get into that state, the longer lasting your results are going to be. Yes. Thank you for being so honest and upfront because I think part of the problem that a lot of people face is having incorrect expectations, unrealistic expectations. And then, you know, that leads them to feel disappointed and discouraged and all of that. But um, I loved what you were sharing. Um, and actually it made me think about how in energy healing work um, we talk mm. about similarly that you know on the one hand energy healing uh, any energy healing modality the one I practice most is Reiki mm-hmm. um, and theoretically philosophically Reiki yeah. can solve uh, and heal any uh, challenges that you might be dealing with and again theoretically philosophically it can happen in an instant the healing the change can happen in an instant and it can be lasting uh, forever and ever but it all depends on the person who's receiving the healing how much oh, yeah. they open themselves up to it and how they accept that um, healing energy and that healing um, um, like love. It's actually an experience of being loved. And so how far do you receive that love and allow it to heal, you know? And so only to the extent that you are willing to receive, will you experience the healing? So it sounds like with hypnotherapy, it's a similar, kind of thing going on yeah it's it's very similar you have to be open to accepting the suggestions and the suggestions have to be right too like that is why I customize every session so when I I talk to somebody for the first time we get very specific I ask a lot of questions almost to the point where I annoy people (laughs) because I want to be very specific when I am giving people suggestions that those suggestions are coming from you yeah their language if they say you know i don't want to be a fat slob anymore i turn that around in a more positive way the way that they would say it like we actually talk about that before we do this session like it, what's the opposite of a fat slob what do you want to be if you're not a fat slob what are what do you want to be mm-hmm. and then we use that specific language so that way they believe it it comes from them it's like healing from within mm-hmm. it's kind of a self thing kind of like reiki. Yeah. i do reiki too yeah very awesome and you know one thing that you just mentioned is also so important about the positive framing 
it's like mm-hmm. okay to be like okay i don't want this but it's also super oh, important yeah. to be like what do you want well yeah well your subconscious mind only hears the thing like it doesn't hear the don't or no it only hears the word so if you're saying like i am i feel beautiful or whatever that's not a good example <laughs> like, like i like like smoking people we don't use that we don't use the word smoker because even if we're saying we are no longer a smoker you're still hearing that word yeah. so that's what your word your subconscious mind is picking up is that smoker word so we say you are a healthy person you are somebody with clear lungs you are somebody that breathes fresh air you know those are the positive things the things that you want otherwise your mind is just going to be like smoker 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 i want to smoke right now <laughs> Yeah. Food. food because you have to eat it's not one of those things where like you can live without smoking but you can't live without eating so it gets a little bit more complicated when it comes to the food and the weight loss stuff yeah and you know i find that sometimes it's like pretty challenging like you have to really train your brain to think in positive ways otherwise it can be really challenging i remember one of the challenges i had was i had intense migraines and mm. when i got a migraine i was like out and oh yeah i had very low tolerance for for migraines uh, and in a lot of i actually over time developed a lot of uh, like psychological fear so even if i thought i might be getting a migraine it just made me cry oh, yeah. uh oh, yeah. even if the pain wasn't actually that bad i was like no i can't do anything i have a migraine oh I'm yeah and pain pain migraine i have a migraine i'm going to be in pain i'm going to be out yeah. for the whole yes yeah and yeah. really- think about a more positive aspect of what do i <laughs> I I'm like I don't want I don't want my I don't want pain I don't want migraine but I couldn't think of what I did want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pain aspect is being more positive like that is another use of hypnosis is working with people with pain. There are some people that specialize in in pain relief or like working with cancer patients to make their treatments more tolerable or even if it's like an end of life thing just to make that whole transition time easier. I would cry every day I couldn't do that type of <laughs> but um it does work with pain like I have chronic back pain so just using those techniques to relax and to focus on having the absence of pain really you don't use the word pain because that's what your brain focuses on um really helps you to not experience it it's strange weird looks hocus pocus but it's really the way that our brains are designed. We just don't a lot of, a lot of us just don't understand how they really work. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like you don't necessarily have to understand uh exactly how things work, but just if you're willing to give it a try and see if it works. If it works, it works, you know? Because sometimes oh, yeah. I know uh, there are people like me who we tend to be overly too much in our head and we want all the information and all the details about how something's going to work and um all that because like for me in my case uh, part of 
the reason why I was so attached with getting all the information first and show me the proof and so forth because it made me feel more in control and I had like huge power and control issues um, where I was like really scared of not being in control and so I was like show me show me all the data all the information all the proof but that attitude can actually sort of hold you back and prevent you from being able to try out things that are actually going to be really helpful for you you know yeah for sure yeah when I work with people they really have to be willing to let go like of their and I think that that's why some people have a hard time getting into this or having it work within one or two sessions instead of four or five because they just have a hard time surrendering like letting go so how oh, so you just mentioned one of my favorite topics talking about surrendering <laughs> and letting go we have been kind of talking about it already but do you have any other insights or wisdom you would love to share about how we can let go and surrender more and better I think that it's something you kind of have to train yourself to do. Like meditation is kind of like that. I also teach um, mindfulness meditation. And it's one of those things where you let go by paying attention. It's kind of strange. It's kind of the opposite of hypnosis where you just let yourself go into that state. Um, you have to want to, at least part of you has to want to. Um, trying to think. There was something I was going to tell you. I can't remember. Um, like when I work with somebody who has a really hard time letting go, we focus on that relaxation part even more. Like some people need more of the induction phase is what it's called, is really getting somebody to relax. And there's different ways to do it. And different people have different ways that work better for them. So I try out different inductions with people to see what works best for them. Some people the whole body, I'm sure you've probably done like a meditation where they relax your whole body, where you relax from head to toe, you relax every muscle. Yeah, There's different, but you yeah. tighten it up. Some are more just effective. Like you close your eyes, you're not open. They are shut. They will not open. No matter how hard you try, you can't open your eyes. And that works really well for some people. So it's kind of a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you can hypnotize me like easy i i just yeah, i just like that i'm not i don't like to be i like to be in control but i also love to relax because it's one of those things where i have to do it that much so like when i can do it, i'm just like relax. <laughs> yes and it does get easier with practice like the more you practice now i've become a lot more suggestive and like when we just did the little exercise i could like feel my fingers ah <laughs> coming together well, yeah <laughs> it's funny to watch that because some people it does like right away i can say one thing and they're like Oop. Yeah. <laughs> and then some it takes a little bit more time there's this other test that it takes a little bit longer to do yeah. but that one they don't budge on that one you know that they're what we call analytical which those people instead of relaxing your subconscious mind so that you can accept the suggestions, we have to keep your mind busy. And so there's a different way to do an induction and there's a different way to do the actual session so that it's more effective for those types of people. Yeah, that makes sense because even if you think about meditation as a discipline, there are so many different forms of meditation. Some of, uh, you know, like 
people generally only think about you know the stereotype of oh you sit with your eyes closed and maybe focus on your breath kind of meditation but there are so many different forms of meditation thinking meditations moving meditations and some of them are like really complex um, uh, in terms of their you have for example actually one of my favorite forms of meditation um, is islamic uh, or muslim ritual prayer that we do every day uh, and in in uh, our form of ritual prayer which i experience like a, and practice like a form of meditation we have thoughts um, that we have to focus on and then we also have body movements that we're focusing on maintaining and then uh, on top of that we are also working on cultivating feeling certain feeling you know and so it's like very complex engaging your mind and your body and your spirit all in one so it's like um i mean it's not what people normally think about with meditation but it is a very very awesome form of meditation and i i think for a lot of beginners especially i find that the more these more complex forms are actually easier to start out with because you're not used to a more more simple point of focus you have to sort of become more advanced in your ability to focus before you can focus on a more simple point of focus oh yeah i've been where have you seen those like labyrinths where you walk the labyrinth and you meditate when you do that a lot of people uh, love that like that is like the first form that they become familiar with because it it's fairly simple you follow the path you you're moving you're thinking you're occupying yourself doing things other than know and i think I was, like you're right i think two people do find that a little bit easier sometimes yeah. but it's such a thing of meditation and hypnosis is being like a woo thing but look what you just mentioned part of a religion that's been around forever and all religions use some form of meditation every single one so True. it really is very it's a practice that's ingrained in the human psyche so <laughs> exactly ah that's awesome okay we could keep talking about this but there is another uh shift that i want to create in the conversation a little bit because earlier on you mentioned something about coaching and intuitive eating and i'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that yeah. basically we we shipped away from the diet mentality of following a restrictive plan that doesn't from something that you to do and it's hard because we live in a culture where actually the whole world is not just this country it is pretty much everywhere um being thin being perfect is the ideal where most people can't achieve that we're surrounded by images of food and beautiful people <laughs> and all these things that people, they don't go together you know like you see these ads of these dumb people like these really beautiful skinny girls eating hamburgers on a car like girls that eat hamburgers on cars don't look like that. <laughs> it's just such an ideal that people can't live up to. So it's really a more practical way to approach eating. It's really taking time to enjoy 
what you eat and let go of all of those ideas that certain foods are good, certain foods are bad. Yeah, some are healthier for you and some are not. And there is a component of intuitive eating that's about gentle nutrition. I incorporate a lot of mindful eating practices because I, some people do, gener- they need to lose weight. I'm not completely about the, let's reject all things that are going to help you to get healthier because we have an epidemic of lots of disease in this country in particular. So there is a need for people to get healthier, but I think that there are ways to do it that are better. Anything that's temporary, not good. I'm not into all these trendy diets. I'm really not. I'd like people to just eat what they feel like eating and enjoy it. We eat so fast. We eat, we're so busy. We, I eat in my car a lot. That's not good. <laughs> I've tried to stop doing that. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Some, I will or I will sit on a curb, even if I am like in a neighborhood or whatever, and I will eat my food, not inside my car. And I will pay attention to what I eat. And you know what? I get full and I'm not starving two minutes later. Mm-hmm. I, we need to pay attention to what we're eating, what we're putting in our body. What does it smell like? What does it feel like in our mouth? What do we really want to eat this? I'm a big, you are starting to eat something and it doesn't taste good. Just throw it away. <laughs> Don't eat it. Yeah, that's so so true. And you know, this idea of mindfulness eating or eating with mindfulness, this is actually also such a critical aspect of so many religious and faith and spiritual traditions. Um, For example, again, Muslim, uh, Muslims I know before, first of all, even, and for that matter, even Christians and Jews and Hindus and Jains, Brahma Kumaris, these are just some of the traditions that I'm familiar with. And in all of these traditions, um, first of all, they teach you to be conscious about what you're eating and Mm -hmm. uh, choose to eat foods that um, are, are good for you and good for the environment that are where you're not torturing animals for example like they might even if like muslims were allowed to eat meat and animal products but we're taught that you know if you're going to take the life of an animal for food that's a very serious thing that you're doing and you better not do it casually and um, take it for granted and stuff so there's a whole ritual process that is um mandated for us to go through and if you're going to take the life of an animal and then there are all these other rules around you know how you prepare food and what ingredients you can and cannot use and and sometimes it's not so much about the rule itself that's so important it's about getting into that habit and that mindset of eating with mindfulness even before you actually get to the point of actually eating so even the way you prepare your food the ingredients that you choose like do all of that mindfully and then when you're actually even about to eat you know it's like okay first you say a prayer (laughs) and then you you put the food in your mouth and you know even while you're eating you're um encouraged to think of gratitude like being gratitude you know and and be like thank you god for giving me this food and this nutrition and yeah so this is such a prominent part of so many 
uh, faith and religious traditions also. But again, it's been lost, um, this knowledge and this way of doing things. Yeah, really disconnected with our food compared to, you know, even like a hundred years ago, people were way more, they knew where their food came from. And yes. there were things that happened when you were to take the life of an mm. whatever. It's a lot of that has been lost. And that's kind of what we bring back when we when we talk about mindful and intuitive eating. And there's a huge component to especially when I'm working with people who not I wouldn't say that they have an eating disorder, but they have disordered eating. Like mm. they have their own little rules that they go through with food. Like I can only eat a cookie if it's cut in four pieces and I eat like one at one o'clock and one at one o five and i mean some people have some really strange rituals oh. but they are food so we try to um change the way that they think about eating the ritual of eating how they feel about themselves go from like a mindset of eating to punish yourself and instead replace that with eating to nourish yourself, eating to give yourself energy, eating to give yourself love. Yeah. It's such a mindset than most people have, especially right now. That is so true. And I bet this having this kind of mindset, uh, you know, getting more into this intuitive eating uh, philosophy and really committing to that, I bet that's a great compliment to the hypnosis work that you do because I know... Um, again, from my experience as an energy healer and being a receiver of energy healing, like when I would just receive energy healing, um, oftentimes, you know, you feel really good and awesome in the moment of receiving <laughs> healing. But then when you're outside of uh, that time of re receiving the healing, then your brain is still thinking in the same typical ways that oh, yeah. you think and mm -hmm. that really slows down it sort of slows down your healing process in the sense that you you're, you're sort of reverting yourself back it, it's like you're mm -hmm. falling back it's like the energy healing session helps pull you out of the hole and then with your yeah. negative thinking patterns you just throw yourself you're back in yeah, and so it's like you on the one hand you can be giving people suggestions and they accept them in the moment but then if they don't make some more changes in the way that they think at a conscious level then yeah. I bet it's much more challenging in many cases to actually um, experience the benefits of the hypnosis on a more long-term basis Oh, but that's why it's powerful, especially when it's combined with a little bit of coaching. Even if we only spend 15 minutes debriefing at the end of a hypnosis session, just be like, okay, we did these suggestions about, you know, you craving vegetables or whatever. So I want you to be prepared. How are you going to make sure that those vegetables are readily available to you? So yeah. sometimes it is. We'll set goals as far as like how they're going to shop, when they're going to shop, making sure their food is prepared. You know, there it's it's complicated and everybody's situation is different, but you have to follow it through with actions. Mm. Even when smoking client, they throw their cigarettes away. We don't mess around with that kind of stuff. You know, they change. They have to change up the way that they've done stuff. Like if you were somebody who, the minute you get in a car, you light up a cigarette, you've got to change that. Yeah. Or that 
subconscious cue is just going to bother you every time you get in the car. It's the same with we have eating rituals, you know? Like you might have a snack the minute you walk, you walk in the door from work. So you might have to change how you walk in the door yeah. <laughs> or what you do. Mm. And that's the kind of that'll really make your subconscious mind be in line with what, with your goal that you want. Yes. Yes. And to bringing the subconscious mind into harmony with the way you act, the way your environment is and the conscious goals that you have to bring all of that into harmony. Ah, mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Holly. Any, I'm so sorry, but we'll have to start wrapping up for the day. I'm having so much fun with you. I don't want to stop. And yet we have to. So any last thoughts, any last words of wisdom you would like, love to share right now? Oh, I would just say that if you want to make changes in any type of behavior, um, and if you haven't considered hypnosis, it's something to look into. Um, it works quicker than like your traditional therapy, or even if you were working with just a coach and working on your goals. Um, so if you're looking for results that are lasting and quicker, it's something to consider. Um, I can, I have, my website's not up yet, but I do have social media, a Facebook at Holistic Haven Hypnosis is my handle on Instagram and on Facebook. And I have LinkedIn, but I don't know what I'm doing with it yet. <laughs> and I want to no do worries. So I do, I am not full of myself most of the time. I do these crazy videos. So if you want to laugh, follow me on social media because I do strange videos talking about the voice in your head. It's run really weird filter with this old lady and she is exactly what the voice in my head sounds like. That's what she would look like. <laughs> I've seen some of your videos and you're, you're brilliant. I love it. And you know what? We will for sure, for sure include your links, whichever links that you like to people, that you like people to connect with you through. Those are the ones you will include in the show notes. So people, please reach out to Holly and let her help you and support you. And um, especially given the fact that Holly does this brilliant combination of not just hypnosis, but also coaching or not just coaching, but also combining combining these modalities to help you make sure you get better results and much faster and more easily more fun and easy right so that's what we are all about here so thank you holly and it's been fun for sure (laughs) awesome so until we see each other next time i wish you lots and lots of peace and joy